Welcome to Crazy Careers to Consider. I am your host, Tim, and my co-host, Zen, is here with me. Hey, yo. And you are not lost, just to let you know. If you are looking for help, I need a new career podcast. Uh, you are still in the right place. We just rebranded. <laughs> I didn't know if I was in the right podcast either. <laughs> <laughs> You're here. It's all good. Okay. Uh, so you might ask, um, why did we rebrand? Um if you haven't noticed, we've been kind of swinging back and forth between some more of the practical careers out there and some of the oddball ones. And we were looking at the numbers of listens to each episode, and we kind of noticed that people were tending towards all the oddball ones. And because, I mean, they're kind of fun, you know, um, so and they have a lot more interest. So we thought we would give you more of what you actually want. And, and, and honestly, too, it's a. Uh for, for us, it's a lot more fun researching the unusual <laughs> jobs versus the more mainstream ones. Uh, like, I think we had a couple podcasts already where we had a personal golf, financial. Oh, the golf ball was golf amazing. Ball diver. And that was yeah. so much fun. Just yeah. researching it and like getting into that and figuring out what goes into that. Yeah, it's like, what, what do yeah. What? yeah. Wind turbine technician. I mean, that's a very important job, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's interesting. It's things that yeah. people don't think about. So for us, it's really fun to, uh, it's a lot more fun for us to research those types of careers. Uh, so we thought, why not? deliver what the listeners would demand and have more fun at the same time yeah so it seemed like a no-brainer to do stuff that we like and that you like so here we are crazy careers to consider so this week what we'll be talking about how, uh, something that i found when i was looking around about interesting careers and there's something called a limnologist <laughs> and we're going to be talking about what a limnologist <clears throat> does and uh, Zen, when you told me about this career, I, I thought you were totally making this up. And this, <laughs> and this actually might be now that we've rebranded as a to crazy careers to consider. That might be like a standard thing we say. I, might, I thought you made this up. Um, <laughs> and um, but it's a real field, and uh-huh. we'll be telling you guys a little bit more about this after our sponsor break. Help! I need a new career podcast. Is sponsored by the University of California Irvine Division of Continuing Education, a U.S. News Top Ten Public University. Do you have a career goal? With over 60 certificates, we've helped over a quarter million students achieve theirs, and we can help you achieve yours too. To learn more, you can find us at ce.uci.edu forward slash DCE. And once again, ce.uci.edu forward slash DCE. Dream big. Take risks. Be amazing. Why don't you tell our audience what a limnologist is? Uh, I just said it was lemons and limes. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I was totally making that up. A, a limnolo- limnology, which is actually what a limnologist does, is a study of a particular aquatic ecosystem, um, inland fresh or saltwater bodies, and it involves a study of biological, chemical, geological, optical, and physical characteristics of lakes, rivers, streams, ponds, and uh, wetlands. But kind of in a more layman term is just these are scientists who study bodies of water that are inland and how it affects nature and um, how we um, interact with those uh, bodies of water. Sure. So, so I was actually a little disappointed when it wasn't that this Lime. wasn't limes and lemons. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's something you know, we in California here, we just love our limes and lemons. Oh yeah, I yeah, thought, yeah. This is this well, is we totally have relevant. Orange County, because we did only citrus in right. um, California. That's right. But you know, this is this is a really cool career. So so you might ask, why are limnologists important? Um, 
Well, they help protect the health of our inland waters. Uh, kind of what Zen was talking about has to do with the whole ecosystem and how we interact with it. Um, in, inland waters are important to us as we uh, we depend on them for drinking water, which is huge. Recreation like water sports, fishing, bird watching, wildlife ecosystems, etc. And don't forget things like commercial fishing, uh, which is a huge industry, um, especially in the Great Lakes region. Uh, so, so obviously, water is a very important resource. Right. And it's it's important everywhere. I know that we've had problems here in California with droughts, right? And that's a totally different thing. But this 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 study, well, it's all related to this 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 field, right? Course. Right. Yeah. And it's 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 a very, and because of that it's a very very important field that you might not have ever heard about. Yeah. So um, so kind of give you an idea what they might study is there's something. So I'm going to be very specific to like California. Um, in California, we have something called the Salton Sea. The Salton Sea is actually a fresh body water. Oh, and it's not fresh water. It's actually a saltwater mm-hmm. um, saltwater lake that's in the middle of California. And it actually used to be just salt, like a salt basin. <clears throat> and I forget, in the 1900s, um, water actually got diverted over towards that area. And it actually made a inland sea. And so, um, you know, and at first there was nothing in it, but as time went by, life started showing up fish, the saltwater fish. And, you know, if you listen, if you ever seen Jurassic Park, uh, it's kind of like you, the quote is, I was just about to say that quote. Oh, you go for it. Malcolm. Isn't it just life finds a way or something Life finds a way. Exactly. Life finds a way. And then all of a sudden birds start coming up. Saltwater fish start showing up. People start showing up and vacationing there. Uh, people like to water ski and such Mm -hmm. like that. And they stopped the water flow and they keep on trying to get the water flow to go in there but it it kind of stopped because they had to divert it towards the farms and because of it it's been slowly drying up and all the wildlife is now disappearing now it's causing a different type of ecological problem is like the the salts and all the different minerals are blowing into the wind and it can make people Mm -hmm. very sick all the fish are dying and it's just that kind of study of how does it affect nature and then also how does it affect locals as right. well so um so zen you're pretty much a limnologist by oh, that, by that last statement <laughs> seems like you you know what you're talking about here well yeah, it's just incredibly interesting <laughs> oh, to absolutely. see that there's a whole there were actually cities built around this this water body of water and now everyone has left these areas because of um the lack of fresh water going in to dilute the salt water sure um, but it also, so it, these are the things they study is like the oxygen in the water. If there's not enough oxygen, oh, there was algae blooms in the, in the waters. And because of the algae blooms, another, so many different types of fish died off of, from there. Uh, the food uh, web dynamics, um, some of the things that you, I don't know if I'm from the Midwest and I lived on Lake Erie, is that, once again, these are things mm-hmm. I find interesting, is that um, cargo ships were coming from other parts of the world. And their bilges were filled with fresh water. <clears throat> and when they uh, blew out their bilges, when they went into the Great Lakes, to, so the uh, boats would float a little bit higher um, going through the shallow waters, they blew out the local sea life from other parts of the world. And those were zebra mussels. Mm-hmm. Now, zebra mussels are overtaking the Great Lakes. It's an invasive species. Mm-hmm. And then it changes the ecological uh, diversity and the environment. And I don't know. It's just it's screwing up the environment right. in the Great Lakes, making it harder to fish. Um, animal movement patterns. Um, 
like I guess salmon. Yeah, fish fish migrate quite a mm-hmm. bit. So that yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, do, so are any of these you know go? Well, you have any th- thoughts on these things that you'd like to? So I mean, if, if well, if I'm looking at like I mean, it's a really like we talked about. It's a really important uh, field, and I'm looking at some of the things they do, and it's you know talk about pollution. Pollution's a big one too, right? In California, um, I, mean, I mean, if you think about water, mm-hmm. anyways, right? It, 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 there's so many things like you talked about with the the boats and the bilges, right? There's so many things that can impact the ecosystem in one body of water, right? You know, the ocean is so huge, mm-hmm. and and obviously it's it's a really important thing not to disrupt the balances in the ocean as well right but when you look at bodies of water if it's like a wetland or a marsh or a lake um it's a really it's a for the most part it's contained for a while unless there's a big influx of water like rain or or flood or something like that so when you're talking about things like the zebra mussels right taking over um that can be a really big problem because what that does is it you know it can impact the other wildlife that's there so if people are depending on that stream or that lake for fishing if it's an industry, if right. certain invasive species come in, it impacts that. That it impacts that livelihoods and in, in, in an industry, mm-hmm. which impacts people all over the world. So if you know people are a bad example, if people are uh, fishing for like walleye up in Minnesota, and there's something that impacts that, then it impacts the walleye. Right. You know. So so um, it, it's really really interesting to see how this this really impacts everything that has to do with the with the the water that right. we have. Um, no, go ahead. I was going to say, did you? There's, I don't know if you came across this, but one of the other things I saw was that in California, because good, not all of California is Hollywood or San Francisco or San Diego. We have a lot of agriculture, mm-hmm. and because of the agriculture, they use a lot of fertilizers. And when you have lots of fertilizer mixed in with <clears throat> water and rain, you have the runoff that goes mm-hmm. into our water supplies, right? It's it's really interesting, and this is, this might be a really funny kind of uh, analogy, but you know I have a pool at home, and it, I'm not saying I'm a limnologist lim- because I can take care of a pool, but you know there's it, but, that's, you, but you are you but I am a little TV. bit yeah. yes so so there there it's funny because it's a really relatively small little body of water if you want to call it that, but there's so many things that can impact it, and if right. you don't take care of it, there's certain things get in the water. Levels of algae increase. It's green algae, red algae, brown algae. And we have to, or I have to, figure out the ways of combating that. Right. And that's just a swimming pool, right? Now, if you think about something that is a a big water source that people use for recreation or industry, that's why a limnologist can be very important to help study the the impact that different things are having on that environment. Mm -hmm. Because there are so many things, and there are ways of counteracting that as well. Right. Um, So... You know, I was talking a little bit about drought, too. Mm-hmm. And since we're Californians here at uh, Crazy Careers, we have a special relationship with limnologists as they're the ones who kind of forecast our water supplies for the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned, we were in a really, really bad drought except uh, leading into this last spring when we finally got some, some healthy rain. Was it this spring or last spring? This spring. This spring. It yeah, actually this took spring, us yeah. out of the drought. It was for so the much first water. time in like a decade. It was a decade. Yeah. yeah. So we've been in water conservation modes and stuff like that. Um, but limnologists can help us forecast our water supplies. And what they do, they do this by measuring snowpacks throughout mm-hmm. uh, the year, determining its melt rate and volume of water uh, that it would supply us throughout the year. So now we're talking about even moving beyond lakes, streams, marshlands, and we're yep. now talking about melt rate of, of snow to provide drinking water. And, and how much snow is up there so we can determine how much of that melts so we can right. have water during the summer. Right. And I think that's so. actually one of the cool things about this job is it's not like you only study 
zebra mussels no. <laughs> or algae blooms. <laughs> like you, it's, it's a really complex job. Right. And I know? think it just depends on where you are. Each of the, like if you're a limnologist in Ohio versus a limnologist <clears throat> in California, your field of expertise is going to be very, very different. Right. Absolutely. So, so do, you, do you want to talk about like what a typical day? Now sure. that we're talking about how, how broad and, and a variety there is to the job. So um, as a um, limino- playing a limnologist on TV, no, this mm-hmm. is actually what we found out. It's like lots of limnologists, you know, they work outdoors, obviously. Um, they collect fresh water samples. Um, they sample fish. They sample so they can find out what kind of um, oxygen, how much oxygen, uh, oxygen is in mm-hmm. the water, um, the temperature of the water. Uh, they conduct lab work and chemical analysis for alkalinity, pH levels, and such like that. Uh, they profess, uh, they prepare fresh water management plans. So once they c- see if there's an issue, mm-hmm. they develop a plan on how to prevent those types of issues or con- uh to go against, you know, against right. those kind of issues. So, so they're working with like, do, I mean, is it right to say that they work with like the state or the government at a certain level when they're per- when they're proposing these plans i think so it just depends on the um once again it's like there's so many different types of Mm -hmm. limnologist positions but a lot of them do work for the government and so yeah they would work with the government state or federal trying to trying to fix things Mm -hmm. um they of course collaborate with the government Mm -hmm. agencies um and manage environmental impacts of human consumption and waste and then they identify and monitor and test biological lives um like we were you're talking about your swimming pool algaes and yes. stuff like that so they exist elsewhere yep do you want to talk about tip what typical work schedules sure sure so like so a limnologist um unlike some of the other careers that we've focused on mm-hmm. um it's a typical 40-hour work week for the mm-hmm. most part um and this includes uh basically being located in various areas uh including offices laboratories and also traveling to different locations right so you might have a problem in one body of water mm-hmm. and might want to study another body of water to, to see, see how it re- how it how it uh, what the differences are right. and like if there is something that happened there you, you might talk to another limnologist who you know had, had a similar type of issue right you might do some field study in that way so there's a little bit of variety as far as location goes mm-hmm. with the job um if we want to talk about projected job growth um uh, you know human the human population's expanding Right. In, in, in quite a few different countries. And so the need for individuals like limnologists uh, mm-hmm. to kind of keep up with that is also increasing a little bit too. Um, so for what I saw is they think about that in 10 years, it could be, I mean, it depends on what part of limnology you're in. It could be anywhere between four and 7% <clears throat> growth. Um, and that just depends um, you know, on population growth and also different types of pollution and, you know, if mm-hmm. there's a need, obviously. Right. And salaries can be anywhere. They're very healthy. It could be anywhere between uh, sixty and $80,000. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know it can go on up depending on what kind of specialty that you're sure. in. Sure. And, and I, I would assume, too, and I actually don't know this, I apologize, but I assume if you are working for the government or an environment, environmental agency, mm-hmm. the higher you climb up in this role... There, mm-hmm. there could be more money attached to that, more responsibilities. Just like, yes. Just like anything else. It might be like you might be overseeing people in the field as well, even with the ba- the vast knowledge that you have as a limnologist. Right. Um, so some, we can talk also about the requirements. Yeah, just like the education. Yeah. So the, so the education is, you know, at very minimum, you're going to need to have an undergraduate degree. Usually those degrees are like theater. in biology or zoology. I'm sorry? In theater? In theater. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, uh, in um, now you got me all flustered. But you were saying <laughs> biology, biology, chemistry. Sorry um, about that. You know, I've actually heard um, some zoology, but essentially, mm-hmm. if you're in a biological field, right. um, where you, you've studied essentially life patterns and such sure. like that, sure. And um, so, and and then who typically hires these types of people are um, governments. Um, government agencies, also people who work for um, anyone like salmon fisheries, mm-hmm. any any industry that deals with waterways, um, sure. inland waters. And, and this is this is like we were talking about with human ex- or the human uh, population expansion. It is an area that would grow. Mm-hmm. We could foresee it growing, but um, it is kind of a, a tight field. So mm-hmm. competition can be pretty heavy. Right. Um, if you are interested in learning more about this or become potentially becoming a limnologist if you have the right background mm-hmm. let's say um vol- volunteering in aquatic science can really help right. you kind of get your foot in the door mm-hmm. um there, there's a lot of volunteer opportunities in this type of field there can be so that's something you might want to look into if you ever want to learn more about the on the job requirements and to kind of get your foot in the door right well I think we kind of covered it up, co- covered the whole subject. Yeah, we did, and this is this is a it's, it's a really really interesting one. Um, it, and one of the things is, I, and th- I'm, my geography teacher is mm-hmm. probably going to kill me, but is is it like three quarters of the world is 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 covered in water? Yes. So I know a big part of that is the ocean, but if you think about all the bodies of water, even the United States here that we have, and it doesn't have to be the Great Lakes or the Mississippi River, we're talking everything. Mm-hmm. There, it, it's it's a really important position because there's just there's so many bodies of water everywhere specifically because that's the type of water we can drink as opposed to ocean waters i mean there's so many reasons why the oceans are important Mm -hmm. but on a day-to-day basis the ability to get fresh water to drink for um, human populations are very very important and also they've always been used as waterways to travel Um, so yeah, a limnologist is a very important job, but it's kind of one of those invisible fields. It's like, I've never met a limnologist. Yep. The only time I've ever seen one is when they're actually, you know, on, on, during the, during the winter on right. the news, you see some guy like sticking a pole into the, into the <laughs> snow and you see it on television on the news. It's like, we're going to have water this summer or yeah. we're not going to have water this Absolutely. summer. So, yeah. Well, you know, that's all the time we have for this podcast. So if you enjoyed our show, we'd love it if you give us five stars on iTunes and Google Play to increase our rankings so others can find us too. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you'll come back and hear us again real soon. And stay tuned for the next crazy career we have for you. All right. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.